You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hello, and welcome to the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm the resident old fart, Jim Schaefer, and at least for me, the new tech is the podcast. I hope this finds you guys doing well. Let's jump into some tech news. First up, Spotify has started using the same personalization tech that's used for its music playlist for its podcasts. This is then presented in the Your Daily Podcast section on your app home screen. I think this is a good this is good news and will help with discovery. I think it'll help a lot. The business messenger Slack stock has fallen 11% upon news that Microsoft's competing product, Teams, has 8 million more users. That's up 6 million users in 6 months. It's about a million users a month. Where I work, we use Office 365, but are not offered Teams. A couple of years ago, I tried to put together a Slack group for my shift, but had no takers. More Google problems, or more like, you reap what you sow. The latest protests by employees of the former Don't Be Evil company concerns the interrogation and placement of two employees on administrative leave for speaking out about Google's contract with the Department of Homeland Security. This occurred right before the company canceled its TGIF meetings, which allowed employees to air concerns about company policies, such as the handling of sexual harassment cases and having contracts with the Department of Defense. That multi-billion dollar contract was canceled, that was with the Department of Defense, 
after resistance and protests from employees. Microsoft quickly swooped in and snapped up that one. In my opinion, the combination of ultra-liberal ideology and the huge influx of so-called H-1B, and I quote, temporary workers, has led to this. When a large proportion of your employees don't even have any allegiance to this country and the native ones live in an info bubble, this is bound to happen. This incident probably explains why the co-founders of the company stepped down. We'll see what happens next at the Don't Be Evil Company. Microsoft is killing its virtual assistant Cortana in a bunch of countries. The U.S. isn't one of them yet, but I see that coming. It's just another sad chapter in the saga of Windows Phone and its abandonment by the current CEO of the company. Upon its release, Cortana was on the leading edge of virtual assistants. The apps for iOS and Android will be discontinued in those countries. If you charge your phone using free charging spots at airports and malls, beware. You may fall victim to juice jacking. Juice jacking is the introduction of malware to your electronic device via the USB ports. Folks, invest in a portable charger to avoid this. Here's an update on the Motive Smart Ring I've been using since mid-October. It's still working great, but does have some scratches. That has been a big complaint in reviews of the item. They are barely noticeable, I think, because of the color of the ring I have, which is rose gold. The scratches are to be expected because I lift weights, use kettlebells, and do a lot of physical stuff at work while wearing a ring. All in all, it's I, I love the thing, and I think it's a great purchase for the reasons I laid out in the episode where I covered the motive ring. And now a little thing on books and authors. I have completed reading author John le Carre's new novel, Agent Running in the Field. It will probably be one of the last of his novels that I will read. As I have discussed in previous episodes... Over the last decade, his blatant anti-Americanism has dominated his novels. This current one continues that theme. Wasn't the author once a member of MI6, or was it the KGB? Reading his novels, I often forget. I really enjoy his style of writing, but I just can't get past his hatred, it seems, for this country. I know hatred is a strong word, but if you read some of his novels over the last 10 years, I think you'd agree with me. Well, back to the novel. It starts out well enough, but soon the anti-Brexit and especially the anti-Trump sentiments come out. It's the usual drivel, too. Trump is a Nazi. Trump is Putin's lapdog. And don't forget that Trump is a racist. We've been hearing this for three years now, and frankly... I believe most people are tired of it. The story thins out mid-book also. There was one twist early on that I predicted and anticipated another that really never came. This leads me into a concert story that occurred in the UK in 1979. I'm titling it, How Quickly They Forget, in reference to the review of Le Carre's novel. 
I was an 18-year-old lad when I arrived for a two-year stay in England, courtesy of Uncle Sam. I met a fellow GI named Rick that became my best friend and like an older brother to me. He's about four years older than me and had many more life experiences than I had had at this time, time in my life. He convinced me to move off the base to downtown, though at our salary we could barely afford it. I'm glad that he did as I wouldn't have done or seen what I had during my time there. Rick knew my favorite band was Black Sabbath because I blasted it every day on the stereo I had, and when it was announced that they were going to play the Oxford New Theater, we both quickly rushed to purchase tickets. Remember, no internet at this time, so you had to physically go to the venue and line up for the tickets. This we did before we even got up to the counter. The show had sold out. Now, the Oxford New Theater was or is... I don't even know if it's still open. It's much smaller than Radio City Music Hall in New York, meaning not very large. It seats 1,785 compared to 5,933 of Radio City Music Hall. The big English bands would kick off their European tours there to shake out any cobwebs before playing in the large arenas. Any seat in that place was a good seat. After we couldn't get tickets, I felt defeated. But Rick is the type of guy who just never gives up. As we were walking away from the venue, Rick saw an elderly man in an usher's uniform, just standing there observing the crowd. Dragging me along, we walked up to the man and introduced ourselves as G.I.s, which was obvious because of our short hair, which was not even close to the long-haired style of the day. Rick told him, that I had always wanted to see Black Sabbath since I was a child, which was true, but had never had a chance to see them, which wasn't true. And if he could get us tickets, he would be making my dreams come true. To my surprise, the usher, whose name was Mr. Pollard, said, Anything for you, boys. You saved our country. Before you guys came in, we were on the way out. He, like most World War II vets from England, never forgot the help that this country gave them during those desperate times. We gave him our address, and he promised to mail us the tickets. Well, the day of the show came, and we hadn't received the tickets. Again, I was defeated, but not old Rick. He said, let's take a ride there. Maybe he left them at the desk for us. I didn't think that was going to happen, but what did we have to lose? If no tickets were there, we could always go party at one of the many bars in Oxford, which had an incredible nightlife. After arriving at the new theater, we headed to the main desk, which was manned by a young woman. Rick asked if Mr. Pollard had left any tickets for us, and she said, yes, he did. Again, I was surprised, more like shocked. The seats were located in the first row of the first balcony, dead center. Perfect. The opening act was a band called Van Halen. Perhaps you've heard of them. We hadn't at the time. They were on their first tour. Rick loved them, but I thought they were just okay, and that's still how I feel about them now. After their sets, the lights went off, and the PA system started playing Superstar, which is a music-only piece from the album Sabotage. Suddenly the music ended, and the lights came back on, and there was Black Sabbath. 
I remember Tony Iommi's grin. They launched into Symptoms of the Universe, also from the Sabotage album, which has some of the greatest drumming of all of their songs. The drum leads the song. Ozzy was in a sober period and sounded phenomenal. I mean, he was on it. I remember Rick commenting that his voice was so weird. <laughs> Just about every song I wanted to hear was played. Fairies Wear Boots, War Pigs, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and so on. Even a great performance of Snowblind, which made up for the mediocre one I had witnessed a couple years before. For the first encore, they did Junior's Eyes as they were promoting the album Never Say Die. The title song from that album was performed earlier. The second encore was Lord of This World, and the third and final encore they performed was the song Black Sabbath, which brought the house down. But what's a Black Sabbath concert without a little weirdness? During the last encore, a fan made it on stage and charged towards Ozzy Osbourne, who promptly decked him with a great overhand right. Feeling sorry for the kid, he helped him up and put his arm around him and let him stand next to him for the rest of the song. At the end, the band stood in line next to each other, arms around each other's shoulders, when all of a sudden Bill Ward, the drummer, started puking. The other members threw him down on the floor and stepped back. The lights dimmed, and it was over. Black Sabbath went on to continue their tour, and video is available on YouTube, but Ozzy seems to have backslid into his cocaine habit, and he's listless, and it's not as good as the concert that me and Rick had witnessed that night. Ozzy would be kicked out of the band after that tour, and he didn't return for a very long time. Upon arriving back home, we discovered that the mail had been delivered, and lo and behold, our tickets were there. I kept them, but they have been lost somewhere between my many moves throughout my military career. As for Mr. Pollard, we saw him a week later in front of the new theater, and we rewarded him with a large bottle of Old Grandad, which is a bourbon the English preferred at that time and was very expensive for them to buy. Rick and I, being GIs, could get it very cheaply. In fact, it was way cheaper than the ticket's value were. Mr. Pollard was stunned at the gesture and thanked us. I could swear his eyes moistened up, but I could be just imagining that. We never saw him again, even though we attended many more concerts at that venue. Here's a podcast rant. I used to really enjoy MacCast Weekly. Lately, though, I'm having a hard time getting through an episode. One panel member, the Mutton Chop one, who even sports that style these days, who is barely an Apple user, seems to be on the show solely to defend Google and injecting his politics into most discussions he's involved in. This guy has a pixel-first daily driver and uses a Chromebook for most of his computing. When he espoused that Google was as secure as Apple and said Google's data vacuum was also secure, I had to shake my head. He's supposedly a journalist, but as far as I can tell, left his impartiality at the voting booth. The other recent addition is a scratchy-voiced Imore transplant who seems to interrupt a lot. The voice is what gets me, though. 
I understand that's no fault of her own, but writing opinions may be a better option than speaking them. I listened to Joe Rogan's interview with Edward Snowden. While seemingly an intelligent person, he comes off as a narcissist, at least in this interview. It was all about him. The host barely got in a word during this two-plus-hour podcast. In my opinion, Snowden is not a whistleblower nor hero for what he did. Now hear me out. Why didn't he just give up the NSA's domestic data collection and call it a day? Instead, he gave up every program the NSA was running and the techniques used for them. He then admitted scouring the NSA's computers for all the data he could steal. He even told the host he searched for evidence of extraterrestrials. What does that have to do with the programs he deemed illegal? Then there was that mysterious stopover in China. You know, the MSS, the Ministry for State Security, that's their version of the CIA, was all over that. He has damaged our intel gathering ability for Lord knows how many years. The one statement he made that I agree with, and which is playing out as we speak, and I'm paraphrasing, you don't miss, mess with the intel community. They will destroy you. They'll release damaging info on you every day. And this is my opinion again, but all this mess could have been avoided if our government wasn't so keen on outsourcing critical areas such as defense and intelligence. Remember the huge leak of NSA hacking tools by the shadow brokers? This was tied in with the discovery that Kaspersky antivirus had access to them because some contractor had the tools on his personal laptop and used Kaspersky as his antivirus software. Kaspersky is a Russian-owned company and are beholden to the Russian government. And anyway, why would you have those hacking tools on your personal laptop? Oh, and back to the podcast, Snowden had his noise gate up too high. His audio was choppy. Just had to take that shot. If you are into the spy fiction genre like I am, I recommend the Spyberry podcast. The release of full episodes has been sporadic lately, but hopefully the show gets back on track. The podcast offers reviews of books and author interviews, and they are very well done. I have to make an, uh, a correction. Last episode, I said uh, check out China Unscripted podcast, and they have a companion YouTube channel of the same name. Actually, the name of the YouTube channel is China Uncensored. Give it a watch. I think you guys will like it. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. So, guys, be well. I'll release an episode next week and maybe one Christmas week. I'm not sure about that yet. So if you want to contact me, you can use ofntpodcast.gmail.com. So again, take care and get off my lawn.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.